Cousins, uh, play cousins if you're coming and you ain't been here before. Hey, how you doing? Welcome, welcome. Aunties, Michaela and Kayla. And we welcome you to Auntie and Jason, you know, your weekly podcast into our brains, you know, um, as yes. we were just some young saints trying to get in. And um, the Lord ain't finished with us yet. And we are still on that pot as well. We are. He's shaping us. He's shaping us. He didn't put us in the oven. He said that ain't gonna work, so he didn't took us. No, back he done took us out. He might have to boil us a little bit. You know, <laughs> but that's the process. That's what it is. Period. That's the process. That's and the process. And we're thankful. Amen for His grace and His <laughs> mercy. Come on, and your mercy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's now, that's a, that's a song. Yes. Talk the state's falling out. Oof. Girl, what do we want to... Who do we... What do we want to... Um, where do we start? Oh, let's start by correct. Okay, I'm sorry. If y'all listen to Asia Cruz, that was the... Uh, but um, let's start at Potomac. Let's see what these... What the ugly blacks are doing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so... When when the TMZ released that Monique had been arrested for attacking Candace, I was like, I see it coming, and I feel yeah, like I saw it last week, not uh, not last week, last season. last season, yes. That was like, I will drag you, pregnant, pregnant and all. Monique was ready to throw hands with Baby Chase in the belly. Yes, and it I was think- only likely that the next time they and the baby was out, they was gonna fight. I think genuinely, honestly, this season, I feel like it all really boiled over because they really didn't, they didn't really figure stuff out at the reunion, if we're being mm-hmm. honest. They didn't Not really, really figure things out this the, at the beginning of this season because when they had them come together for the kumbaya for Ashley to get out the house originally, you know, Candace felt like she was being attacked at the table because they was like, so are you going to apologize and all this stuff? <laughs> Was like, ah. That was funny, but I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, Candace was so wrong. She was so wrong. And I'm calling that woman a bad winch. I did cackle. I was like, she wrong, but it's like you have to remember that those women were not in that bed willingly. Like, and I think that's like the worst part because they they weren't they didn't choose to be there. They didn't have like that choice. And to refer to other black women as that, so. <laughs> Very messed up. <laughs> Candace is wrong for that. In it's like delivery can be funny, but you, we got to let that one go. Yeah, right? we got to let all, yeah, all those yeah. derogatory terms, especially when they center around like women's reproductive. Productive. Like, and it's yeah, like, and you like, attacked her this way as yes. she was delivering a baby. As she was giving birth. And it's <laughs> like, you know. Definitely with the reproductive realm. If y'all want a book to feel some type of way about all the things that have happened to black women and other minority women, which most of y'all might not know, the U.S. used to forcibly sterilize women without their knowledge. They still are. They still according are. To, according to our good sis down in Georgia. Yes, they still are. They still are. Uh, so just remember that they're still, you know, 
trying to keep why this pro life because oh I'm upset about these babies being in utero yes but nobody's in but utero so where's, where's pro life I think, okay, so I watched the episode, there's a show on HBO Max I've been watching, it's got this little comedian, Kamaro Bell, I th- definitely said his first name wrong. Um, What's that mean? But you, you know who I'm talking about, yeah, mm-hmm. and he has a show, uh, 50 Shades of America, it's really good, and the most recent episode I watched was about not just reproductive rights, because that's like, a like, women determining what they can and cannot do with their body when it comes to stuff like that but reproductive justice because Mm. unfortunately a lot of states are penalizing women who have um miscarriages and they're basically saying like you killed this child even though if it was a miscarriage you killed this child and because this child was not birthed in a whole being like you gotta go to jail now sir or they're forcibly determining how women will deliver their child. So there was a woman who was like, she had had two C-sections with her previous kids and she wanted to just naturally birth her child um, this time around. But they were like, no. And so they tied her down to her hospital bed and forced her to have a C-section. And- Ooh, one question. I thought I can't give birth naturally after you have the c-section well i think you are like it's like a, a, a like a bigger risk or something yeah i think it's a bigger like risk. hair already yeah so, but i feel like she felt you know i mean again like comfortable yeah yeah so it's, it's like if that's what she wanted to do then that's what she wanted to do like i you know you can ultimately suggest what's best for your your client and your patients, but it's like mm-hmm. you can't make that final decision for them. So, yeah, that's yeah. it's a lot, like all of that stuff. And you know, again, we don't have kids, and we're not actively working nope. to have kids anytime. Nope. So I feel like we definitely are still uneducated about some parts of it. We just know the bare minimum. You know how we know how you have a child. We know different various ways you can prevent a child. We know if you don't want to carry said child, then we know there's options for that. But there's also like there's like seven states in America like that I can think of that only have one place that still does abortions in those states. Well, safe abortions. You know that's crazy because it's like friends. We have heard, well, you know what? Maybe men didn't hear about the wire hangers because, you know, it's a part of, I guess, a woman's experience and they just deem that as irrelevant to their life. But we've heard the stories about the wire hangers and the girls who died as a result of the wire yes. hangers. Just like, we don't have to go back there, friends. And, and that's just me advocating for safe abortion practices because... It's not like the stuff is going to stop. Like, yeah, no, it, it just it's not going to stop because you literally cannot force someone to have a child that they no. And I think a lot of people are negating like places like Planned Parenthood because a lot of those facilities <laughs> only do only their services, like three percent of their services are abortions. Like mm-hmm. if, if you actually look at the numbers, you'd be like, oh, only three percent of the of what they do during their daily 
courses are abortions. Yeah, because the people are going in for other reasons. Like there are a lot of people who don't have health care who are going there to get exactly. medicine that they need. There are a lot of women who need to be on birth control because their body does weird things without being on birth control. Some people cannot be functioning humans if they are not on birth control. Because once they hit puberty, their hormones was like... <laughs> she was out there wilding, wilding, okay? Look, so... I was like, some people's estrogen really be, like, messing them up. Yes, and I'm like, ultimately, I find it funny because it's always a lot of, you know, cisgender men who are like, well, I think, you know, a woman should carry this. And I'm like, you've never had to carry a child. You don't have, like, you, you don't know what that's like. You never had to be in that mm-hmm. situation and you and, also, and it right. also goes to like sex education in schools because did you have sex ed and if you did like what was that experience like for you uh, we had health in my heart <laughs> <laughs> you know a southern school so yeah southern public schools so woo woo there we go uh yeah we learned I ain't gonna hold you. The most I remember for Black Health was when <laughs> my teacher, he used to tell us about his escapades. Like, no! Not full escapades, but just like glimpses at his life. And he was telling us, no. he was like younger, he had chlamydia. He was like, yeah, I got the clap, they got me. And <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like all you remember is him being like, "No, when you ha- when you decide to have relations, yes, that's what they call it. Else, you know, it is like <laughs> he just used to tell us he had osteoporosis, and that's really all I remember." <laughs> I, I think I agree with you. I feel like a lot of schools, and I've had this conversation with my dad, like when I got older, you know, life. Um, and I think, like, a lot of schools focus, especially if you're, like, below the Bible Belt, like, below that Mason-Dixon line, like, you probably only got the, you know, abstinence is key. We're not going to teach you how to have safe sex. If you want to do all that, like, you might want to ask your parents. But obviously, nobody's trying to ask their parents about it. And I mean, honestly and truly, once your hormones get to raging, everybody be liars in middle school and high school. And they say they did this and they did that. And then, you know, some people feel left out or they're interested in it, but they don't really know who to turn to. Now they talk to their friends and their friends telling them all this misinformation. Like, I have a, I've, I don't know how many people I've heard be like, oh, you can't get pregnant the first time. But there's been people, especially women, who have had a baby the first time they've had sex. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that's wrong. Um, I was like, you know, I think it just depends on whether all the stars align that day. <laughs> you know? And also, I don't think about people getting pregnant. The stars I don't got. think as a, especially not as like a a young woman in school, you're really focused on like the the phases of your period so like not your ovulation period ovulation and then the yes so you're not really focused. i ain't gonna hold you flow is a great app because app. dead ass when i go in there i be putting stuff in and then it'll just pop up in the chat like you want to learn this about like what's going on in your body and i'll be like yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and, then, and then I just learned all these facts and I'm like, dang, that's crazy. And then it's like, now I can like dead ass recognize like things because I know what they are, you know? Because these are conversations you should really be having. I also know, you know, school <coughs> sex ed is still very heteronormative. So I don't know how kids, mm-hmm. you know, in the LGBTQ plus community feel about it. And I know for some people, I know when we first started getting like quote unquote sex ed in school, um, we were separated by sex, you know. Yeah, by gender. They split us up yeah. to a firm bank and they showed us movies. I think one of the twins was in it. She was trying to get tampons out the store. That's like all I remember from my podcast. That was like it's so much. There's so much. I feel like sex shouldn't be a taboo subject. I understand why it's hard, especially for older generations to have those conversations with the younger generation. But honestly and truly some people start experimenting young or some people have had traumatic experiences when they were younger and did not know that that was a sexual act being done to them so i feel like the more you're open about it and what it is in its various forms then you know everybody can be in the loop and it'll create a nice conversation around but that's just me again i just what do i i think it would just have to change like probably with our generation raising our kids like so that it's not such of like, what did you say? Yes. What did you, you know? Like looking over your shoulder, like making it mad, like making it bigger than what it needs to be, and also making it an uncomfortable subject to touch. Yes, and also stop making young women feel bad about like or menstruating figures feel bad about having menstruation like i'm still upset with like you know the amy schumer commercial with is it always because she's like do you have a mm, and the lady's like a tampon yes and i'm like you're grown you're an adult woman (laughs) you are too grown to be ashamed to be asking for a product which should be free for all menstruating figures it should not have a pink tax and if you don't know what a pink tack is please educate yourself i'm not gonna waste my time doing that one today not gonna do it because we're supposed to be talking about potomac and we got all off topic about reproductive justice and reproductive wow <laughs> so back that all right we're reeling it in potomac okay reeling it in reeling it in oh um so yeah monique and candace yeah they've never had like a real opportunity Mm -hmm. i do think candace was being shady when she befriended the sharice lady yes and it's like for kids see okay monique do be out of pocket at times yes i feel like she becomes out of pocket after candace just won't acknowledge what she's done is wrong you know, yeah, I agree with that. Does not hold herself accountable for the things she says, for the things she does. And it's like, and it's, Candace still has the mentality of a child to, of a child being attacked by her mom. Yeah, like she wants to hurt somebody else before they really hurt her, before they really yeah. give her that dagger. And I'm yeah. like, you, hey, let's get because out of Literally, here. her mom has always been like yes. attacking her and then yes. also like, cutting down any of her like of her trying to get her mother to acknowledge yes. that 
she said was hurtful. Yes. It's like, so she ain't even learned that. That's probably some epigenetics. You know, she got to break that. Yes. She's got to she break, break every chain. Every chain. I really wonder how her sister is, you know? I, yeah. yeah this is an only child until they mention that other sister. Mm -hmm. You know, the dad had like the half brother or whatever, but she was definitely raised with another sibling in the house. And I really wonder, like, that. I also feel like that definitely plays into her dynamic. Because I can mm -hmm. see how that creates a strained relationship, not only between mother and daughter, but between daughter and daughter. Yeah. Because like, yeah. don't let one of them have, like, if her sister was the the unproblematic child because that's i feel like her mom did refer to her as problematic at one time or another dad that'll that'll that'll, that'll do it that'll do it it's un un unannounced animosity between children and competition yes and i don't think a lot of parents understand that when you have siblings you can't be like well why can't you be more like so and so and so because you, that child is not you know their sibling. They're a different individual altogether, and you have to. And that's also like what you have to step back from, or I feel like what parents need to step back from. Are your you're not a factory output. Nope. Children aren't widgets. You know, like they're gonna come <laughs> exactly the same and behave exactly the same. You're not gonna do everything exactly the same when you break them. all of that stuff. And it's like the fact that y'all will you'll identify probably the traits you like about each child or the favor the traits you deem favorable about each child emphasize them and then like nitpick the other ones until they reach those levels that you've identified and it's like or or you could just raise a human to be the best human they could be yes and that's ultimately what they're looking for. Again, you are cultivating another human being so that when they're grown, they feel like they have the necessary tools to not be hurtful to themselves or other people. Or to others. Because trust me, y'all have raised some hurtful children. We all went to school with some hurtful kids, okay? Your child may have been the hurtful child. Hurting, okay? Listen, it is okay. We are destigmatizing all things. If you if you are like, I think my child needs to go talk to somebody. Don't care about what your little family members say. Yes, you can pray all day, but faith without works is what dead. Amen. So if you don't, put the you're done. It is dead. You can't just pray about it and hope it go away. You gotta work actively to the solution. You gotta so work. Please go see somebody about your child or yourself because you might be trying to unpack some childhood trauma or mm -hmm. some adulthood trauma and you're like it's not clicking and now it's not clicking between you and your child because you have that little hesitancy to go there or something like yeah. that you need to go talk to an outside source that's what they're there for you gonna pay them big bucks they are gonna come with solutions oh okay and truthfully Excuse me. I understand why therapy like ain't included in all of therapy. I mean, I, in all healthcare. <laughs> that I don't understand why eyes and teeth are not included in your care. You know, shout out to my disability being accommodated because <laughs> as someone who does not see for free, you know, it'd be hard out here if other people if a lot of other people also didn't see for free. Yeah, 
Yeah, it it be hard for y'all out there. Yeah. It be hard. You done seen the Twitter videos? They be talking about this is nearsighted. This is yes, this. and I be like, like dang, that's not me. But dang, <laughs> mine is off. You <laughs> <laughs> terrible. You know, and the astigmatism. The lights do be looking like they dancing at all times at night. I was like, oh, everybody really did. No, friend, everybody don't see like that. It don't look like that for everybody. The lights, it'd be like a party on the street. I used to be like, dang, it's busy. <laughs> <laughs> it's My dang is busy. <laughs> oh, okay. Back, back with me. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah so okay let me see so how exactly so the lake house is truthfully how this all is this is where it hit a head i don't hit that head t'challa is flying around everybody attacking does. everybody bro looking <laughs> that bird all right t'challa her getting t'challa and also i feel like it's just weird how we met t'challa and everything happened with chad with bozeman r.i.p Yo, I ain't gonna hold you. I was like, <gasps> like almost. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. And then I was like, oh my god. And then I was like, oh my god. This was way before, like way before all of this. Almost yeah. damn near a year ago at this point. So I was just like, I just don't. Anywho, T'Challa don't like none of the women that Monique is friends with. He has made that very clear on multiple occasions. Also, I, I don't know why Monique thought them women would like a bird. These are still very much so like black women at heart, you know? Maybe if she'd have got another dog or something, they'd be like, all right. Out. I'm not going to hold you. With, yes. With these, with these two, well, probably three and $400 wigs on. Yes. Although so. sometimes Giselle's just does not make the mark for me. And I don't know if I see it, but somebody turned one of her wigs into a meme. And I was like, yes, I know I am not alone. But Giselle, pretty woman, gorgeous. So gorgeous. Um, she, yeah, you know, Giselle just needs like. Giselle is like, another woman she who needs to collaborate with somebody so they can meet her in the middle. You know? Wigs? With everything. Like. Oh. <laughs> Because, I mean, you've seen Giselle's outfits. Don't play with me. But Giselle, honestly and truly, I think I love Giselle because she, you know what She's Giselle is. She's great. It's just. You know what Giselle. You've met a Giselle, a woman with an abundance of money. She can buy what she wants. She's still very costly. Like, she'll be like, hold on, that costs too much. Maybe I can get so-and-so to buy it for me. But. She don't know how to put her designer outfits together. You know what I mean? Like she got the pieces, yeah. but they don't go together. And that's what I'm saying. She needs a new stylist to meet her in the middle. She, you know, her in the middle. Cause it's like she's just on that extreme, and she just gotta come come back. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'm just thinking about the jacket. I am with the beanie. I, the yeah, I know. What, I I saw the and outfit. Then it was two different mind. types of fur. I, I know, I know, friend. I saw I, we were here. 
<laughs> I also, I don't know. I feel like Robin didn't have a storyline this this season. No, Robin. Ron, I think Robin's is gonna kick in whenever Ron, not Ron, whenever Juan decides to propose. Yes. Once he decides to propose, she's gonna have a rocking storyline. But everything Robin has really just been so she can get ready, so she don't know. Yes, Robin's really just on the show this year, so she can be like, "Girl, did you hear?" Yeah, girl. And I remember she had said such and such about you. And so she's like the little pot stir. She the little, <laughs> she the little middleman. But that's all Robin did this season. And I love Robin. I do like Robin you as a character. And I don't mind because you know who she's on? She on her Carly Red shit. But without being as annoying. Without being as messy. Because Carly Red was. Carly do. Carly be like. Hello? Oh, okay. So to Sierra's house? Sierra, girl, did you hear? Just messy. Messy, messy. Um, who else is on the show, friend? Dr. Wendy. Um, I enjoyed her. I, I do enjoy Dr. Wendy and her four degrees. I and I think this last episode, I think she really said something that resonated. She was like, I did everything right, but she doesn't feel like she's being fulfilled with her career right now it's like she was like I don't know if I want to continue to be a teacher well a professor at John Hopkins you know she was like she prefers being a political commentator and she was like I just don't want to let my parents down you specifically her mama's and I ain't gonna hold you that this episode was also like so enlightening because we definitely got to see a different side of like black culture that we know like I was not prepared or in any way, like, expecting Wendy to talk about, like, how their parents really got into this huge argument yes. over, like, the fact that, uh, is it Eddie's parents don't speak Igbo? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, because, you know, I, it's I like, I was not. Dr. Wendy's mom is, like, a chief, like, she yeah. in the community. And then, right, and it's, like, for it to go from just, like, I guess it means it's like a messy kind of thing to parents literally telling their friends, if you go to the wedding, we'll no longer. Yes. Like that was. And the fact that they don't, he doesn't have a relationship with his parents because of that. I was like, oh my God. But I do, I do appreciate the advice Karen gave her where she Mm -hmm. was like, you know, if they decide to come back, like be as receptive as possible. And I was like, because you know Karen why because Karen is 55 and she done been here and she done seen some things yeah Karen has seen a lot her right I really I don't know especially probably with Ray's parents being like 40 years older than her she probably yeah, she probably saw a lot I don't know what do you think is wrong well why do you think they're not as intimate as they used to be Cause I think it's deeper than her just getting all these jobs and doing all these business things. I think so. Do you think that they might just be in like two different places now? I want to say that's what I'm feeling. Like, I feel like Ray's beyond the, the, I think she's even beyond like being on the show and stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like Ray's beyond all of that as a whole. Like he's more so like, okay. Like, I shouldn't have to, you know, be like, I love you all the time. Or I shouldn't have to do this anymore because I'm here. But I'm like, I get it from her part because she's still kind of young. Like, just because, you know, yeah, we've been rocking for a long time. It doesn't mean I need that to stop. Like, 
And it's almost like, it seems to me at least that Karen just kind of wants more affirming from him and like mm-hmm. reassurance. And it's like, he's just not giving it to her. Yeah, no, he's not doing none of that. Like everything mm-hmm. she's putting down, he's not picking up. Mm-hmm. Hard for her, especially because when she got drunk and she was telling the girls her business, so I was like, "Hold on, friend." I was like, "Oh, Karen, Lord Jesus, Karen, no, no, Karen, no." <laughs> now, look, that's that thing where you overshare and then you be cringing the rest of the night in your head. Yes, <laughs> that was. That then was they're like, "Take me out." I just... Well, I don't know because when Robin asked her about it, she was like, "What are you talking about?" Yo, Karen, Karen been on her. I don't recall. No, for real. On 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 the <laughs> hardest of teas. On her Mariah Carey. I don't know her. Oh, uh, who else is on the show? Who else is on the show? Did we make it through Ashley? Ashley, girl, friend. <laughs> now we talked last week about Michael bullying that girl into taking the baby. So let's just go ahead and jump on over to the fact that it has been revealed. He cheated. And then cheated. And then had the audacity to sit up there and talk about some, oh, I was drunk, we went in the room, and I passed out. I went to sleep. I was like, nah, ain't no way. Michael. Michael, you gonna stop looking at us like we stupid. We not stupid. But I also feel like it's interesting. Okay, so Ashley's made it clear that they have had an open relationship in the past. And she's also made it clear that anyone that they've been open with has been her choice. Yes, I was like, they they shared that individual. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't know, because obviously she's at the point where she wants to be monogamous, but I also feel like this is a, a, a terrible move for Michael because you know your wife's experiencing postpartum. She doesn't feel like herself. And for you to admit that you decided to share, you missed the intimacy that y'all used to have. And so you decided that you make a move on this woman. And I'm like, okay, if y'all had an open relationship, that's one thing. You could have still called your wife and been like, hey, this is what's happening instead of being fool. Also, the the woman that he cheated on her with was a white woman. And we've talked about, you know, certain white women on this show and that nothing good comes out of those situations. <laughs> Just, just nothing, nothing good. Nothing, nothing good. Nothing good. And I'm like, first of all, Michael, I'm the, you know, I don't know why you decided on the white woman, but it's not like your children are identifiably black. Yes, no, for real. <laughs> That's true. That is true. So, you know, I. Ashley ain't even identifiably black. You know, you think about it. Until we saw, until I saw the mama, I was like, oh, this until is Until I saw the mama, I go, even when I saw her mama, I was like, oh. I was like, it runs deep with I'd this. Like to know who Dean's black ancestor is. I would like to meet him. Really <laughs> black ancestor, because even Ashley's mama look mixed. She do. Yeah, she is on the lighter spectrum. She is. I'm not going to lie about that. I was like, but I see it more when I look at her mama. Than you I know, it's just, ass. it's getting phased out because baby Dean is white. <laughs> and whoever yeah. baby number two is will also be he white. will be white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dean look every bit of his daddy. and Every bit of his daddy. I was like, now how you get the little sucker face just, mm. 
<laughs> he look <laughs> He do look so uh poor. I feel like he gonna grow out of it. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. That's how, I don't know. Maybe the nigga gotta hit at 10. But also again when <laughs> if you and your partner, whoever that may be under the sun, amen, as the world turns and 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 rotates, all right. If you are in an open relationship prior to your marriage and you decide that your marriage will be monogamous, y'all might want to get that in writing. Like, I, I feel like you might want to, you know, make sure it's official and that there's going to be consequences and repercussions should that person do this or whatever you deem as a deal breaker within your monogamous marriage because... Ashley's in a bad situation because I was like, ultimately, one, did he mess up? Yes. But if they still were having an open relationship in his mind, you know, most. But I don't think so because I think, I feel like Ashley told us that they had this conversation already. Well, clearly. I was like, I understand, like, the thing about putting it, I guess, in writing after you have the conversation, but it's also like, it's crazy how one like men logic. That's I, what I was about to say. I was like, you know, most men they don't boils down to us not being a man. Truthfully, honestly, because I, for you to sit there and be like, one, one, I have just dated this baby for nine months. Two, I pushed the baby out and it tore me from my rooter to my tutor. Literally, gotta get a Botox shot in my booty hole, right? Mm-hmm. Three, I have a postpartum, postpartum and separation and social anxiety about going outside and being away from my child. Four, you bullied me into taking the child as I'm trying to increase my separation so I can hopefully get over this separation anxiety and also go have some time with my girlfriends because I haven't been feeling like myself and these are my friends but instead of acknowledging that at this moment my wife needs a little bit more care you say but the baby needs to be with mommy and so I must take baby with me with another helper so that I can leave the baby with the helper all day so I can spend time with my friends right but five as I do this and you bully me you bring your ass to the strip club hey, that night. And not only do you bring your ass to the strip club that night, you then take a bitch home. Or to the hotel. It's flipping enough that the bitch then took a picture of you while your back turned. You dummy. They recorded all of his interactions. They have pictures of the man from the, at club. the strip club when they yeah. went to the MGM and was at the little casino table, the bar, whatever the devil. Oh. It's from the time that they left to go to the hotel room, to the hotel room. done posted a damn Snapchat story. That's what they sent Ashley. Pretty. Her, uh, a fan cam of your damn activities from that night. Literally. And like, I, to me. You, they had a play-by-play of everywhere you were. And okay. then wants to get upset when this is, he knows it's going to be a storyline. And I'm like, but Michael, you haven't had the best storylines. You like was you, just on the news for touching niggas' asses. Literally for sexually harassing both felt like camera crew personnel and other men. 
And then over there, you claim you got a boyfriend. Listen, look, I'm like, you talking crazy. It's just the levels of disrespect. It's just the fact that I feel like she, yes. It's the fact that Ashley is being disrespected by this old, decrepit man when she could literally find anybody 10 times better than him. And it's like, honestly, these women actually be loving these men. And that's the worst part. That's the worst part about it. Because they actually be in love. Ashley has become so much more tolerable since Baby Dean. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't like Ashley from that point on. But once she had Baby Dean, I was like, okay, she's being more sensible now. She's actually (laughs) using a lot more words to articulate her feelings. The way Ashley demands or the way Ashley um, asks for her apologies, I I really like the way she's grown in that way. I was like, okay, she's, you know... Yes, I, we can support this. You're doing the things. You're working on yourself as well as those around you. And I appreciate that. I respect that from her. But the fact that your man is out here playing you like a fiddle, I do not. Because honestly and truly, if this was one of us or somebody or somebody else close to me and I was like, girl, I got all this dirt. Yeah, I, girl, I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you, Kevin. Hey. Hey, if somebody ever was to hit me up about one of my friends, nigga, out in the street, and I was in distance, I'm pulling up. I'm not gonna. Oh hold yeah, oh, you know my face, and it's already just like, so what's up? Okay. What a coincidence! Oh my God, you know he got a wife. You know he got a wife. We on the show together. We, we, we on the show. We on the show. What we celebrating? You. The divorce. You know, yes. You know, what are we literally that scene right there? What are y'all celebrating? <laughs> Our divorce, absolutely, absolutely. Oh my gosh, girl! I'll be like, I'll buy, I'll buy the bottle, I'll buy the bar for this occasion. Since but, since you enjoying yourself, this the good life. You know, okay. Like, hey, oh, I ain't know we, I ain't know we knew new bitch. Oh, why the newbie scans? I be speaking all the simlish. Cause I'll be like, Phoebe Lay. Phoebe Lay. Oh my gosh, pulling up on the Phoebe Lay. Yes. What's a new? This is what we do? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that little show. I'm excited. I'm I'm more curious how the women are going to react since the incident. If y'all don't know, Monique does drag Candace this, this season. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. They got it in different angles, you know, because somebody posted somebody posted another cut. As we as we speak, Candace did technically put her hand in Monique's face first. She did. Monique was here the whole time. She was doing the loop yo around, whatever this motion was the whole time. Now Candace walked her butt up into up on it. Yep. And then said this. So I mean, you know, she would be crying her hair, and then it was, it was on and popping from then. I guess. I just, uh, I don't think people realize. I always told people I was like, Monique is crazy. Like she bout that life. She is bout it, and I also think Monique's like, too hard not to be crazy. I feel like she just feels so disrespected. Like we said earlier, <laughs> we really have not had a formal conversation about 
why Candace moved the way she did concerning the woman who made claims about allegations about adultery about her marriage and it's like okay you know i don't rock like that and it's like okay it'd be different if one of the other girls in the group had invited her because they were close like they were cool before that right everybody else was talking about how close they were right but you inviting her look a little shady friend so i don't know what that is you know no, but I, I like I said, I'm more curious to see how the women are going to respond after this incident. Because um, you know, all I only heard was Karen talking about we don't behave like this. You know, but Karen, she got to be the grandmama because Karen also leaves like that new clear on this land. Yes, Karen Bip, <laughs> she's like, oh, they got the fighting, Lord. Let me walk away. Let me. <laughs> all the other women trying to break it up. Uh-uh, Karen is entirely too old to be trying to break up somebody's fight. You're not wrong. I'm just saying she definitely moves. She makes a beeline out the way. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. But yeah, what else has happened? What else is happening in the world of things in the world, in the realm? of things uh, Ari Lennox it's on YouTube it's not on Spotify but she just dropped her newest single slash vocal performance on Genius's open mic chocolate pomegranate you know we love Ari over here with her loud self and yeah so if you get a chance go and check that out it also features one of the beats that's on the Dreamville documentary if you've like watched it it's just crazy to see like what music is like coming out of that like for real for real past just being the compilation album like what individual artists have been taken for their projects and stuff so yeah check it out oh um i have a lot of things i've been listening to <laughs> i'm not gonna lie uh i do like burner boy's new project i'm not sure if i <laughs> asked wait i'm sorry the lot is cool but like his, that, <laughs> That's such a good. Those last two tracks, "Bank on It" and "Real Life" with "Real Life" with Stormzy, he really put his foot in that. Yes, but it's harder to feel sometimes. Yes, okay, that one. "Naughty by Nature" is also my thing. Cause Mm -hmm. that one, he really. Burner's projects don't miss. They don't miss. She's not wrong. Um, he's absolutely right nephews and cousins if you haven't heard of burner boy he is a global musician he's from nigeria um raps he sings his music is fire like i mean just go listen to twice as tall it's phenomenal project Um, african giant was a great project that's the one with on the low on the low on the low low. yeah (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. That's a good song too. Ah, he's so it's good. good. It's so good. He just know what he be doing. I want and brother boy is so fine. So yeah, he fine. Yes, yes, he is. Go get your looks in. Go vibe out. You just gonna be sitting there. You just gonna be dancing. But I've also been listening to that little that little lemonade song with Gunna. Don Tolliver, Nav. Is that how you say it? It is. I think Nav, Nav. Woo! 
<laughs> but I think I don't really know for sure. Girl, I don't either. You see, that's what I'm saying. I think that's how you NAB. Y'all know the name when y'all see it. Y'all know the name when y'all see it. But they had a little song, Lemonade, which is it was produced by uh is it called Internet Inter- Internet Money? Is that what they call themselves? It's two white men, but they put their foot in that little song. Okay. Yes, yeah, internet money. Yeah, that's it's a good song. And then Baby Keem's Hooligan. I have been playing that a lot too. Okay. Um, let me see. Other than Ari, who I've been listening to, I have been in the K-pop bag. I have. Oh. Um, I don't know if any of our fans are also in that bag, but if you are, an oldie but goodie, bitch. Okay. <laughs> to twenty thirteen, shiny drops. The misconceptions of, was it me? Yeah, the misconceptions of me. There's a song on there called Like a Fire. Um, if you like, like, disco kind of tracks, if you like, like, that kind of vibe-ish music, almost makes you just want to, like, hit a finger point. That's what Like a Fire will do to you. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, Durand Bernard, I don't know if you listen to him, like, like on Twitter, he's like, he's hilarious. He's funny. That's a funny man. But his, um, project, Durand, so D-U-R and then the and symbol, um, just dropped. (laughs) Of course! (laughs) It's really good, like, Durand, he makes songs that sound like performances, like, He's kind of like quirky, so it's like, you know, when people just be like talking in their music, but not like talking, but like when you sing a line in a song and then in the car, you know, you'll say something after the singer says that one part that really be hitting you, but it's Duran does his own like version of that on it, you know? It's like if you like that in a in a vocalist who's really singing down and then being expressive, Duran is definitely the one for you, so. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna have to check it out. Check it. Please, girl, let me see you some. Let me sing you. He got a song with Ari Lennox called "Stuck." It's giving us computer love vibes. Not computer love vibes. I do like the little. You know, I love me a little Zapping Rogers. I did like the let, computer love. Song. Girl, hold on. I'll play it when we stop recording, so we because I know it'll sound good. Just we just don't know in the future tips how it's gonna sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if we ain't got no other topics, I guess we can yeah. consolidate. Well, let's wrap it up then. All right, let's wrap it up then. Um, well, that's going to conclude this week's episode of Auntie Adjacent. This is your favorite Auntie Kayla signing off. And it's Michaela hitting the deuces. Hey, man, hey, man. And we'll catch y'all next week. Next week. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh yeah. This is my butt right here.